Hola, mi gente, and welcome to another episode of 831 Comadres, where nothing's off the table cuando estás entre comadres. And yo, 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 this is also an episode of Salinas Underground Podcast, a very special hybrid edition. If you watched our video earlier, well, on Tuesday, <laughs> <laughs> earlier, if you're like, what does this mean? Yes, we, we are back. It is almost election. It is election season, but it's almost mm -hmm. time for the election. And so we decided let's do another one of these little symposium things again. I don't know what a symposium is, but it sounds cool. Yeah. I like it. I like that you're busting out your SAT words, yeah. Oz. Symposium. Yes. We Good job. <laughs> Stamp of approval. So, yeah. So in the next several weeks, we will be interviewing the people that are running for, or whoever is brave enough to come here and be interviewed. Face the wrath of the comadres. Yeah. <laughs> for city council and also the people running for mayor in our beautiful city of Salinas. So if you live in Monterey, sorry. This is not for you. I'm just kidding. Fast forward it. <laughs> no, you can totally listen. Yeah. Because obviously we set the tone for the rest of the county. Exactly. Yeah. You wish you, you had this. We are the capital. We have the courthouse. Uh, <laughs> and we're kicking it off today with the District 3 race. Uh, sitting with us today is Carrie Swenson. Carrie, oh. Carrie, welcome. Swenson with an E, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our region. <laughs> Wow. What, what's it when it's spelled with an O? What is that? Swedish? Okay, yeah. Okay. And are you guys sworn enemies or something? <laughs> <laughs> Did I like your grandma spinning in her grave because she, like, she, I spelled it with an O? <laughs> I, I think it's just my thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that it's here, it might become a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not Swenson and Swatchy. That That's was, okay. I asked. That was Frenchie's first question. That, okay, that no. was all right. Well, we got that cleared out now. Have, you don't have any of that flower money? <laughs> no. Okay. Unfortunately, I might, I might try to get some. Though. Yeah. Hey, they're in your district. But, but, Let's get an endorsement. Let's, but do you remember Swenson's ice cream shop? That no. was a relative. You don't really? Remember? No. We got to look that up now. In Salinas? I think there was one in Salinas. So oh. They told me there might. Might have been, but okay. maybe like back in the day where Joypers used to be, I want to say, like there, in that way. Minnesota still has one. A lot of Norwegians ended up in Minnesota. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, Vikings. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I say that, yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> All right, so let's dive into, again, we, we have a, a list of questions here that, that we've typed up, and we can come up with other stuff, on, you know, if we come up with things, but... This first one is a very simple one, and it, it's all for Carrie, is, is who are you and why did you decide to run? Okay. Well, my name is Carrie Swenson, and I am from Seattle, and I moved here um, to Salinas in 2009 to open, well, to buy Sylvan Learning Center. So I've owned Sylvan Learning Center, which does after-school tutoring since 2009. Um, I <clears throat> am a credentialed teacher from Washington State. And I also have my master's degree in history. <clears throat> so I, um, during the pandemic, when Sylvan took a big hit, um, I kept going. But I, I also started teaching history at Hartnell. I teach um, both on the main campus. I teach early American history. So the Columbus through 1865. And then I teach at Salinas Valley State Prison. Um, I teach the later American history. Okay. Two, nice. two prisoners at the, and they're, they're actually, it's really fun to work there, and they're actually very grateful <laughs> that That's I'm there. Cool. And how what's the, how different is it teaching, yeah, college students versus... <laughs> Prisoners. Incarcerated people, yeah. <laughs> well, I can tell you, like this semester I'm teaching in the Casterville um, 
Hartnell Center. They just opened. So it's a small class. There's only five. Um, Classes I, or people? Five people. In the class. What? Well, for history? Yeah, they just they just started there. Oh, they so just opened right, up the campus, right. um, and it's right on Merritt Street, yeah, towards back. right before you get to Highway One. Right. Oh, it's, okay. It's a nice little space, and it's, it's cool. Um, it's nice to have that few kids. Um, the first semester I taught on the main campus, fourteen of my twenty-seven students failed. Uh, mostly because oh, wow. they didn't. Are you a tough teacher? <laughs> Is your syllabus that hard? <laughs> they didn't read. Oh, oh. well, there you go. Folks, and then they, and then reading is fundamental. And then they didn't show up because I didn't make attendance mandatory. So things changed the second semester. And we <laughs> actually listened to the chapter. We read Howard Zinn's A People's History of the United oh, States. Oh, great one. Wonderful. And we, you know, we listened to it. And then I have them do a research paper. But once I made attendance mandatory and I made them listen to the chapter, um, then I only had one student fail. Mm-hmm. So that was, but the, the, the prisoners, they read, but then again, they're kind of captive audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have, they explain to me, they have the morning, it's quiet and that's when they can read. Actually, yep. um, you know, and some are there just cause they're kind of out of the cell and they're maybe not as interested, but you know, most of them, if they, if they do well, they can earn an AA and they can also get early release. Oh, I didn't know that. You can yeah. come out with that's, an AA. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, they're it's supposed to be a rehabilitation. They should be able to Correct. come out and 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 I would yeah. say, you know, the majority of my um, students there at the prison are black, mm-hmm. and then Hispanic, and then very few white. So it's that's cool. And they all come out with Howard Zinn's People's History of America in their head. That's so awesome. <laughs> so anyway, so, so so you're doing this teaching and and. Where does the the running for city council come into play? Where did you decide on that? Well, for me, it actually started back in elementary school in Washington State. We have instead of primaries, we have caucuses. Okay. So when I was a kid, and we'd have neighborhood caucuses. So it's where the neighbors would get together, and then like the Democrats and Republicans, and we went to the Democratic caucuses, and then as a neighborhood, we would decide who which candidate we wanted. Mm-hmm. So that was so I would go with my dad and we'd I'd go and listen to the adults talk about the candidates. So, you know, my dad always talked politics and we just something I was involved in as a kid. So when I went to school, my undergraduate, I was gonna major in poli sci and had a professor kinda of talk me out of it. So I went into history and education. Um so it was kind of something I, I wanted to do. And then when we moved when I moved here, it was really in two thousand sixteen when Trump won hmm. that I'm like okay I need hmm. to get involved locally because I can't do much nationally it feels and I know a lot of people feel and I convinced a lot of my friends who actually hadn't voted for I'm like well look at local elections like look what you can do yeah. you yeah. can make a difference locally mm-hmm. very impactful um, so then I helped my first kind of trip into politics was helping Andrew Sandoval he ran okay. in 2018 against Christy Cromines and lost by only like 86 and, yes. when, and honestly, we did not know what we were doing. <laughs> not just that, but you, uh, he was completely, I mean, in, in regards to campaign fundraising and stuff, I mean, it was a stark comparison right. of what Christy was able to raise as opposed to right. what Andrew was able to raise. Um, and for him to only lose by the 86 yeah. vote margin was I mean, a yeah. huge win, actually, yeah. even though it was right. a loss. I mean, right. that that really showed what right. um, what someone that 
is willing to put in just, you know, be boots on the ground. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. I did a lot of door dropping. Door and then in 2020, Chris ran for mayor. So I helped him. And with Chris, I helped with the volunteers and I helped with researching the um, issues and helping him prepare for things like this. So I really got into the issues, um, you know, and then we had the pen pandemic in that time. And I had, you know, Chris had asked me, Andrew had asked me, Wendy Root Askew had asked me to run. And I'm like, you know, my business, I got to get, it's, and I, you know, now I'm teaching, it's too much. Um, and, you know, with 2021, Sylvan's come back. I mean, it's, it's, I'm still working to get out of the woods, but we're, we're better. I got some contracts with school districts. So it was around March that really um, Andrew and Wendy um, started really <laughs> calling me every day. So I'm like, you know, all right, I'll do it. I'll tell you one of the hard, hardest parts, and these are, because I'm a person of action and I'm, I'm an educator, finding a treasurer was the hardest part. Like getting started right away, it, I was slow because there's one lady, Patty, and I, I know she's great, but she's Steve's. Treasure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, so just a little conflict yeah. of interest there, right? Yeah. Slightly. Poquito, that's it. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. So my accountant for Sylvan, just right, he's SNH Ruiz, and he's, he's a great guy and he does a lot for the community. He has interns there. So they've never done it before, but I'm working with Viviana and she's learning how to do it. And the way I look, and I'm paying a lot more than Patty, but I'd rather, I'm like, I want to find a way to get more treasurers. And like a lot of the other people who've done that in the past are all retiring. They're helping her. But I want to get, win or lose, I want to get um, more treasurers out there in Selena. So if people feel like they want to run, they have, that's a hard yes. job. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you yeah. need someone to help you doing that. And I think it's discouraging if you can't find um somebody doing yeah and you know patty's just one person i mean yeah that's a great point um that is it, the the money is the biggest obstacle right you know being able to do the the mailers and getting the printing done so that you could do door knocking or leaflet dropping or you know what have you so yeah excellent point thank you for making that i think that's um it, it, it's a good um learning you know kind of thing for our listeners right it it is and it's a learning experience for all of us and we're you know viviana are very like okay we get like i just got a thousand dollar check so then i have to give it to her and the minute i put in the bank she has to do a 970 so we get mm -hmm. you know because you get fined if you don't yeah Dude, you know, so many times there's been politicians, yeah, that there's like money <laughs> issues and all of a sudden it's like, oh, are they a tricky person? And it's like, no, there's like so many rules. And if they're trying to do it all alone, you know, sometimes mistakes can happen. Um, do you guys want to take the next question or can I jump? Can, I'll keep taking them out. Well, actually, <laughs> I'll, I'll I do I one. Have, I don't have um, the questions, that's why. <laughs> so, um, as oh, you I know. I shared them. <laughs> <laughs> that was like. Mm. So, as you know, um, the city of Salinas is the center of a $9 billion industry. Um, and there are so many of our citizens that are still struggling financially. And us as a city is still struggling financially as well. Um, what. What say you about that, Carrie? <laughs> what are uh, maybe some of the ideas that you have um, to help not just get um, our city on track, but also be more equitable um, sure. in terms of in terms of our citizens? Well, I mean, a couple different areas. I mean, one, I own a small business, 
And I would like to see, you know, more people be able to open more small, like you look at Marlene Garcia, what she went through to open that business was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And the city did not make it easy on her. No, permitting department is insane. (laughs) So, I I mean, I think we need to have more of a a kind of a one-stop shop small business. So we, so I think we have a lot of entrepreneurs here, you know. Yeah, you're looking at one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but we need to make it feasible and easier. You know, and, and so they can get the get the information they need, get it out easy. It, things shouldn't be so calm. I mean, with Marlene, they were trying to find her right up until um, I told her, ignore them, ignore the city, just keep moving forward. Wow. <laughs> you know, because. Gangsta. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Sometimes I realize that people bluff. They want money. They If they, they're going to put it out there, they, most people will pay it. But if you just say, no, I'm not going to pay it. Sometimes they'll leave you alone. But I think that's also very intimidating because um, I, I won't put it out there, but there's a local business uh, owner, a restaurant, restaurant tour mm-hmm. in um, Isalinas. Mm-hmm. And um, they had reached out to me because they were having an issue um, with the permitting department as well. And it had to do with their um, the outdoor seating that they had built for during the COVID restrictions. Um, and they were in danger of getting fined um, and also I believe having their licenses pulled. I mean, it was a crazy big mess. Right. And their concern as business owners was like, I'm, I mean, like I feed my family this way, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, they're asking for these insane amounts of money and saying, do it or else, you know what I mean? And people who don't have connections to someone like you, for example, might just go out and, and, pay those fees right. you know fortunately they called me and said hey don't you rub elbows with a couple people <laughs> over at city council can you make a phone call and I said right on top yeah. of that Rose <laughs> um well that's the thing people small business owners shouldn't go through that I mean that's just that's not and that's discouraging because you know if I'm a small business owner and I'm going and people are talking to me well I want to well I wouldn't do it you're just gonna I mean right now I, my business license I don't have it because they I don't exist with the city and quite frankly, I've had time to go in and straighten it out. Whenever I call, I give them my business license. They tell me, well, we've never heard of you before. But I've been here for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's so. why you put the signs all over town. That's <laughs> 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 ridiculous. But I think, but we also, you know, as I'm going out and I'm meeting people, I'm talking and I'm reading the Salinas history. We also need more of that middling business, right? We need, we've lost a lot of, it's either the ag and you're making a lot of money or you're working in the fields. But what about um, like what used to be here, the sugar beets, you had the, you had more of a middling. Yeah, the middle, Spreckles has, a, and we had the Pepsi plant that, that moved yeah. out. And, oh, that's right. Yeah. Like yeah. Ha- Capital One is gone. And all of those were like good paying medium right. income jobs. Right. The Pepsi company, um, you know, having benefits and things of that nature. Those are things that a lot of our our brothers and sisters who work in the agricultural, you know, industry don't have, you know, right. the option of taking advantage right. of um, because either it's not offered or they're seasonal workers or and, and, right. and, 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 and. But how right? can we get more of those companies, mm-hmm. you know, back in and, and have more of those? Um, and then. You know, unions, I had a lot of union endorsement and we need, if we're going to build things here, our, we need to make sure our residents are trained and have those good jobs, get the benefits and it stays here yeah. in this community. You know, that 
makes me think of this next question. I mean, considering like for small business owners, like I feel like the rest, like so North Selena seems to be pretty much built out in terms of like businesses and things like that. There's not a lot of, you know, retail spaces and um, available right now. And it seems like all of the new businesses and the new activity is happening in your district specifically and specifically in Old Town Salinas. Um, So is there anything that you plan on doing as a District 3 representative to incentivize, you know, businesses to to open up? Well, I mean, I think one, try to get the permit center um, easier, right? Mm-hmm. And get incentives, give some, maybe for some um, small businesses, give them some, a tax break or some relief on their taxes at the beginning so they can get started. And then look at places like Park Row and other places too, not just downtown, but, mm-hmm. you know, other parts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you want to take the next one, Frenchie, or? Um, si quieres, you can go and uh, I can go after. Because I'm still, I like the, I like the history background. That to me is like, <laughs> talking to history so teacher over here, man. Books and all that, but and that's that's again what leads me to my next question is: is you do come from an, an academic and you know history background? How does that give you like a, a unique insight or perspective or knowledge to deal with Salinas's problems? Well, I think because as a historian, when you go when you're trained in history, reading, research, writing, you know, I. I plan on, if there's something I don't know, I will figure it out. I will do my research. I will read. I will, fi- I will find out what's happening, right? I mean, I have, I don't just let things go. And with a history, I know how to find information. Yeah. Do you think that your, your educational background gives you an advantage over the incumbent who, I mean, you guys are both business owners within the city, but obviously, you know, you have your master's. Do you feel that there's anything about your educational background that gives you an advantage over your the incumbent? Well, I'm not exactly sure what Steve's educational background is, but I, I don't think he's a business owner anymore. Oh, he's not anymore. Okay. He's a ch- CEO chamber. Okay. Oh, okay. So he doesn't own McShane's nursery anymore? He's still got the fertilizer thing. Does he? Okay. I think so. I don't know. It's good fertilizer. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I had thought as well. But, I mean, could definitely we'll be wrong. Out. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm, I'm not sure what his, you know, I, I don't know if it's an ag or, or what. Um, mm. I mean, I do I do think having a lot of history majors go into politics. Yeah. Because it's kind of, um, it, does, it does align to mm-hmm. some extent. It lends itself. Yeah. Well, if you read a lot of history and you're like, dude, we've already been through this. <laughs> we, why, why mess up again? Why do the same problems again? When I teach my classes, we're like, we're, we always bring up modern stuff because it's, it's, mm-hmm. we teach in history and the, the students make the connection. They see where it's, oh, well, this is happening today. Yeah. We're yeah. living in history. Yeah, Literally. Literally living. Are you, is that another question you have? Or? No. Okay, I'm sorry. Just, I was all waiting for you. That's philosophical, why. philosophical, man. Okay. We're living in history. <laughs> all right. So, you know, homelessness is a big issue here in Salinas. Huge. And I also do, I mean, it's not a huge thing, but I do a lot of work with the homeless people. We go out there for, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, coats, all that drives, you know. And um, what are your plans to address this issue? Well, um, homeless is definitely not going to be solved by one solution of course it's yeah. multi you know um and i always start with like mental illness is an issue and we mm-hmm. have to and actually i was talking to a resident and you really have to solve 
the homeless, you have to give somebody a place to live before you solve the mental illness issue. Mm-hmm. And what I tell people is my mom was schizophrenic. So I, she, um, you know, we couldn't take care of her. She had, she was on pretty strong meds. Mm-hmm. So there's in Seattle and north of Seattle, they have Fremont. And there was a place called Keystone. And that's where my mom stayed and other people with mental illness. And it was, you know, she looked homeless. A lot of times people with mental illness are just, they, yeah. you know, yeah. but she had a place to live. But even more so, the town of Fremont, they treated her and all the other residents like human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, they I like didn't, that. They, but they had a place to live and they mm-hmm. had professionals who gave them the, their medication. Mm-hmm. Like most families can't handle that, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it was in a, in a safe place in a place where you had professionals. In fact, when mom passed away, you know, they had a big um, funeral for her and, you know, it was, it was, it, uh, more families need that. Families need help. Yeah. So I that's, know. you know, we need, and we need to make sure it's equitable with all the districts, not just, you know, downtown Salinas or East Salinas, but everywhere it needs to be. Um, and I know I live on Riker. I walk into downtown and, you know, pa- I, I, Pastor Steve is a friend and I love that he feeds the homeless because they need to be mm-hmm. fed. But it is, you know, I'm walking down. I go down Alice Hill because otherwise I'm going to get asked for money all the way down into downtown. So um, then you have the vets. They need to be handled. with. I, I think totally the, agree. My husband's a veteran. So, yeah, yeah that's I totally, a different, mm-hmm. you know, they need other services. And I know mm-hmm. I have a friend with a vet and she's worked with homeless vets. So, you know, that's, I think the vet, we need to get some more federal funding to help mm-hmm. there with, with our veterans. And then, um, you know, you got families and a lot of times if, in life, I think what eight of 10 Selena city elementary school kids are homeless. And when they mm-hmm. say that it's maybe they're living in a one bedroom place on a couch, you know, yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah, you're right. It's like um, the large majority of uh, students in K through 12 in Monterey County, as defined by the McKinney uh, McKinney veto uh, standards, uh, are technically mm-hmm. considered to be homeless or housing insecure because overcrowding, which is right. a huge issue in Salinas, um, is considered homelessness. Exactly, yeah. Um, right. So, yeah, you're absolutely right on that. So we um, got to look at some single family homes that would help, you know, the family. So it's just we got to look at it and we have to. When I was helping Chris, I was looking at some different cities. We want I want to research and what cities have had some success with helping. We're not going to get rid of homelessness altogether. Oh, no. Like that's just that's not going to happen. Yeah. But I don't think we need to reinvent the wheel. We need to find some solutions out there that have already been done mm-hmm. and implemented here. You can't just you can't do something that someone's not going to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we should look at tiny homes. I think we should look at you know the apartment complex and we got to look at different triplexes duplexes look at different places different um means of, of helping the homeless mm-hmm. i know a, a lot of people all my friends say oh well the, they're homeless because they want to be <laughs> no that might be a very a small very small, small, small amount yeah Correct. but yeah but and the large majority actually the fastest growing segment of homelessness mm-hmm. experienced in the united states today is single mother single parent households with uh children yeah. that's the largest mm-hmm. growing demographic of homelessness um you know when in i our country when i go out knocking on doors in district three a lot of the homes are mom and dad and their adult kids living there who have jobs mm-hmm. who are doing well but they just can't live 
you know, it's too expensive. The Heck yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and in District 3. <laughs> yeah. um, I know in my apartment, I pay already like 2000 And it's just myself, my husband, and my two fur babies and my fur cat. So that's all we have well, right there. I have a one-bedroom, one-bath. It's a triplex, 600 square feet. I have a garage. Mine's close to 17 now. It's, we went mm-hmm. up 10% in September. Wow. 55% of... Everyone in Salinas are rare renters, mm-hmm. so it's a high percent of renters in Salinas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been looking at houses outside of the state, you know, because it's way cheaper. And my husband's been saying he wants to go to Texas because it's a friendly veteran state. And I'm all like, I don't want to go there. <laughs> I'm all, honey, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to start fighting with see people Texas there. Is also a red state. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Want to take that into exactly. consideration? I need to let him know, but I mean. It's purple. You can help blue it up. I can help blue it up, right? Blue it up. Just bring your gun. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sure they give you one when you move in. <laughs> like, oh, it's a present. Yeah. You go, it's a gift. I, I feel like it's part of the welcome committee. They yeah. show up and, uh, yeah. There's like There's a handgun yeah. and a rifle. Uh-huh. You, you need go. both. You need both. Yeah. A Confederate flag. Oh, God, Jesus, stop. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I get the moving out, but you can't beat living in Salinas and Monterey. I mean, this climate and the weather and the what we have here is yeah, it's 90 beautiful. degrees in october it's amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> it's i lived in yeah. los angeles for a while i attended school out there and i've had the privilege of being able to travel internationally i've been to china i've been all over europe um again very very privileged and i i say this often you know i'm like there's no other place in the world like salinas it's i home. i wouldn't move anywhere else Mm-mm. honestly not even the world i mean I might do a year in CDMX. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, a world-class city, right? But to me, this is home. Um, and I think that the thing to me that makes it so amazing and makes it home is the people here. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. The people and the culture that we have here are unmatched because there are so many hardworking, good-hearted people who literally just want to live and let live i mean um and not just that but we have some of the best mexican food out there <laughs> in my opinion and then the beer here like it's True. all like see there see there we go we <laughs> have someone loves beer True. dude the mexican food thing is real you go to even yeah. like san jose and you're like ooh, i forget yeah <laughs> my, forget bad mexican food is a thing my brother-in-law, like, he lives in taiwan my brother-in-law and um every time when he comes here first thing he says we got to go to the tacos like we got to get tacos enchiladas i'm like whoa hold on dude you're here for a whole month man he was like you don't get it mexican taiwan food is so horrible i'm like well look where you're at dude yeah. first of all but they're trying they're trying <laughs> no not trying hard enough <laughs> so um i want to get back a little into more again policy i guess because <laughs> i this is a, a i guess a personal opinion that because of prop 13 in this state like c- cities rely on sales taxes a lot more mm-hmm. and so i'm wondering what do you do you think salinas has a healthy tax base in that it or i guess that the budget is a healthy budget for the city of its size and money just needs to be kind of rearranged within it, or is does Salinas need to increase its sales tax base? Fuck, I hope I didn't lose anyone with that question. You you get you lost well, me from the beginning. I'm just kidding. I don't. Well, I don't think we should increase the sales tax base just yet. I mean, we're right in inflation and things are. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Well, and I say raise it not by raising the tax rate, but by adding businesses that sure. pay more taxes. Well, yes, and I mean. And we can't give tax breaks to the big big businesses yeah, that we've, okay, yeah. we've done. Um, 
You know, and we, I think we need to make sure, like, and again, I've been working a lot with the unions. We need union labor here. We need the, um, the PLAs, and we need to keep that money here, right? Spend it here. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think about the West End, was, the McMansions are being built. These are going to be San Jose people that are going to be able to buy them. I have a small business, Sylvan. They're probably going to go up to San Jose and do Sylvan. Not Correct. here. Yeah. How yeah. is that going to help my small business? Yeah. You know, we need to be spending the money here. Yeah, I and think that's, we agree. It, yeah. And that's the history of Salinas. Salinas was created to, even if it was racist, it was still, they knew that their people, whether they're picking fields, whatever, they needed to spend their money here. Mm-hmm. They needed to have enough money to spend it here. We've gotten away from that. Yeah. Oh, I, I, man, I'm like, he'll... Care for mayor. <laughs> I, I've been saying that for, yeah, because you read the history. Because, again, I obviously, you know, people that listen know I love Selena's history. And all, and you read that and you're like, dude, at some point the city leaders got it. You know, it was all like white dudes that, that got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but again, but it re- like you were saying, they, they were really thinking, they were seeing Selena's as this future metro- yes. metropolis, you know. Yes. So they said, okay, well, a metropolis isn't going to send its money out else- elsewhere. Like, no, we need businesses here and very little of them you know have, have survived um but yeah but it's so interesting that you're you i'm like what happened what happened that there is there's somebody's thesis there somebody is gonna is gonna, is gonna get their masters by figuring out oh, it was in 1972 it was the oil crisis <laughs> i don't know what it was and you know what um just the city of Salinas has become a metropolis of sorts in the sense that we're the largest city by demographic on the, you know, yeah. between Bakersfield oh, yeah. and San Jose. Like, and I feel mm-hmm. like as a city, we don't really, um, I, or I'll speak. I believe that our current city council doesn't really see Salinas as a power. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? We look elsewhere for guidance. Um, sure. As to what we should be doing here within our own city. Um, is that something that you plan to change? Or how how do you see Salinas in terms of the bigger picture? Well, I mean, when we talk about Silicon Valley, I've for years I've thought we can have, we don't need Silicon Valley to come here. We can do it here. Mm-hmm. We should be advanced technology. We should have our students. That's why we're doing the, the Latina leads, you know, here and, and being innovative and, and, you know, I know there's a lot of residents here that can come up with things that we need. We just need to make sure our kids are educated. That's why I'm an educator and they can do it. And that we can be, we can be Silicon Valley just in, in an ag way. Correct. But we don't need to, we don't need to bring them in and do it. They can maybe consult, but we mm-hmm. can do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think we, we should be the power here. Correct. I like We're that. smart enough to do that. Heck yeah, we are. <laughs> Give me the power, bang. Molotov says. <laughs> I was going to say that right now. <laughs> All right, so I think we got one more question, or do you guys have any other one? Um, you know, just because we it... We just passed the 30-minute mark. <laughs> it falls into down. your district. Yeah. You know, with Old Town, it's, it's really becoming the cultural center of Salinas. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's new for us, right? Uh, if we look back at history, historically speaking, you know, Old Town Salinas was reserved for 
South Salinas residents and yes. that demographic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, people from the Alizal were not coming and spending money and having dinner. And even like, you know, uh, again, history wise, like when I was growing up, I'm an 80s baby, the 90s raised me. I remember sitting out on the stoop um, on East Alizal in front of El Charrito and watching all the lowriders go down and everyone cruising on, you know, Saturday night and Sunday night. Right. Now we have that here in Old Town. And I that's as far as I know, the first time that it's ever happened um, in our city. So because it is part of your district, um, how do you plan on continuing the old town being welcoming to people of Salinas from all socioeconomic backgrounds? Well, I mean, I think people like Marlene, who's from East Salinas, opening her business, we got to be, you know, more open and make sure that somebody from East Salinas feels like they can come into downtown Mm -hmm. and open a business, right? So we're getting some of that you know, Marlene's philosophy, she's bringing that East Salinas to downtown with her beer, you know, so that, um, but I think we also need to connect. We need to make sure that Alisal and North Salinas, all the other parts of Salinas are also well-developed and have culturally thriving so that we, we can go there too. It's not just coming here. here. It needs to be so we know each other. Correct. Right? We can, you know, they feel comfortable coming here because we go there. Awesome. And you said you're from Washington, right? Yeah, I grew up in Bellevue, Washington. Nice. So what made you come here to Salinas? Silver Learning. It was for sale. Oh. I, <laughs> I, I bought it. And there you go. All right. <laughs> and I can tell you when I first came here, I, when I did it, you know, saw the center, some people said, oh, I don't think you want to go to Salinas. It's, it's dangerous. They said that to you? Really? That's a lie. Look, at we're the most <laughs> nice people here. <laughs> they probably thought she said she was moving to Ryder, not Ryder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> One letter, big difference. <laughs> Much better tacos with the D. I'm done. <laughs> it's, it's so true. Like, the... The more dangerous the neighborhood, the better the tacos. You know what? Food, yeah. You're very correct on that. Yeah. yeah. The tacos over here on the east side over here on Martin. Girl, no. you already know we're there like to. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> we already know though. Yes. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want, you know, and anyone who's listening, not just from your district, but from the city of Salinas to know about you, about your campaign? or about the platform that you're running on and why they should vote for you (laughs) well i mean i think people should vote for me because i'm going to be a change i think it's you know our come it's been in for 12 years and when i go around and talk to our residents and our streets and sidewalks are still not fixed um you know i want to go in and see what i can do to really get our streets and sidewalks fixed that that needs to be done and done in in a you know sooner fashion i want to figure out where the money's going because i know i could tell you <laughs> oh she <laughs> two <knows>. places <laughs> police department yeah fire department <laughs> it's true i know i know no, just look at the numbers uh, the salinas pd eats up 45 percent of our entire budget and and i'm not for defunding the police what i am for is helping the police with different services like education like let's get our kids educated so that they don't have to see the police Right. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, let's get social workers. We don't we don't need to expand the police budget. We don't need to shrink it, but we need to use our dollars other ways to help people so that we can put it. We need to put more money into our social services. We need more for seniors, more for youth. Right. So how how do we get more money for seniors and youth if we're not um 
redistributing the budget that we have currently. Well, we may have to redistribute it. I have to look at it. But but, but also, you're saying you don't it, want it to come from the police budget? I don't think you can take away from people. You you, you can't take away. It's like the people with their, you know, one of the biggest issues is retirement and the amount that city workers are getting paid. You can't start, oh, nope, you don't get that retirement now. You can't, you got to figure out some way. And what about looking into state and federal money that we probably have not tapped into? Okay. You know, there's probably other ways to get money. Okay. And those are things I can work to figure out. Interesting. All right. Uh, do you have any other questions? No, that was it. Again, the, the the last, again, the one thing you wanted to people from the district to know about you. Right? Yeah. I think we covered that there <laughs> at, at, the, at the end. But anyway, yeah, Carrie Swenson. I was gonna, I was just gonna say only Carrie, but I was like, no, that's a little casual, dude. And then, and then I tripped myself up. So Carrie Swenson, District Three City Council. Thank you for coming and doing this. This is a, it was really cool for us. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was fun. Thank yeah. you. We'll catch y'all very soon. Adios. <laughs> Bye.